Season 6, episode 2, Lisa's arrival, in which Lisa comes to a, a place and arrives there. In you're, not this, gonna do a, you're not going to do a little pun on the movie Arrival? She's not going to be like uh, Amy Adams in Arrival? She's not going to be communicating with aliens, learning their language? Before we get on to Adam's chat and Alienware chat, in which we're going to talk about the gaming laptops, I just want to point out that I did that wrong. It should be episode 61 of... Pods. In the key. Of. Springfield. Sexfield. I'm already sick of this. Sex, bitch. <laughs> no, we're doing it for all of season six. Are we? I know that we are. <laughs> I'm going to get stabbed in the face. <laughs> season six, episode two, Lisa's arrival. So those of you who are you know, eager listeners, who are fans of us, if such a person exists, if you listen to you know, every piece of content put out by... Uh, James Dog and the Nick Boy, <laughs> then you will be familiar with the fact that we, or you'll be aware of the fact, I suppose, that we have already covered this episode over on uh, The Simpsons Index, which is a different podcast about um, Blink-182, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. But you want to know the amazing thing is that I didn't remember that we'd already seen this episode and covered it on The Simpsons <laughs> Index. You'd forgotten? I think we gave it a gold on their rating scale. That's interesting. I yeah. reckon that, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good, hmm. I guess. Um, if you like, you know, content. Which you don't. No. Which makes this podcast particularly baffling. Particularly The fact that we've made it this far in. 61 regular episodes, something like 83 overall. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We'll be coming up on episode 100 soon. What? Episode 100 overall, episode 69, and then we're hitting all those milestones. Oh, we should do a shitload of Eat My Shorts so that the aggregate episode 100 is numbered <laughs> episode 69, and then it's a double milestone. We can... I mean, we'll never be able to show our faces in public again. Why? Because, I don't know, we'll, we'll tell people about that, and they'll say, look, I have no oh, interest in right. knowing you anymore. Okay, I got horrified for a moment thinking that we'd never be able to show our faces again because they'd be so battered after 169s. <laughs> Was that too... That feels too graphic. It feels like what you were building to. It's okay. I think I think the listener had enough time to prepare themselves yeah, okay. for the joke being horrific and visceral. Speaking of things that are horrific and visceral, did you notice the chalkboard? Now, we, we infrequently do the chalkboards, mostly because I forget to be looking. I did not notice the, uh, the chalkboard to this one, Lisa's this, rival. This one. Which, which asks, what if Lisa had a rival? What if rival but real? Yeah. Um, this the chalkboard for this one, but little Bart, little Barty boy, little Barty boy was right. And see, I don't have to ask which one's Bart during the chalkboard because it's always Bart that's right in the chalkboard scene. Mm, sure. Handy little mnemonic there. <laughs> mnemonic. Yeah. Okay. That's the word for the memory device, isn't it? Is there a mnemonic? Mnemonic. Like, mnemonic plague. Pneumatic tires. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's a handy little pneumatic tire. If you want city discount, city city discount, city discount tires. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck. Um, so he was writing. No one is interested in my underpants. Yeah. Two things. To, pant. So two, two things to say here. Mm. Does he mean that no one is interested in the topic of his underpants, or does he mean that 
of the persons who are in his underpants, none of them are interested. Also, MacWeldon.com. <laughs> this is no, we're not sponsored by Mac. I would like to be very clear. I'm currently wearing the underpants that you gave me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking serious? Yep. <laughs> with Homer, with that lazy. <laughs> It's a Christmas miracle. I've worn them a few times. They're kind of like a low-quality underpant, but I, you know, I enjoy the novelty. I mean, look, sometimes there are some days that are low-quality underpant days. All you're doing today is coming around to your little friend's house, watching The Little Simpsons, recording a little podcast. My little son. You don't need your best quality underpant for that day. No, for those days, I turn to Mac Weldon, of course. Dot com. Uh, yeah, they have all the underpants, socks, undergarments, uh, shirts, uh, probably some other stuff. Promo code uh, Siak. <laughs> oh, no, so I should have said thick for that one. Promo code Siak. Oh, no. Can but, you get Mac Weldon in Australia? Don't know. Let's have a look. <laughs> Because, I mean, look, we're not sponsored by them, and nor have we even tried to be. But hey, how about you go to MeUndies and you put in Flop? Oh. Or, uh, no, not Flop. What, which podcast is this? Pods in the Gear Springfield. Pod, pod. We're not the Flop House, we're Pods in the Gear Springfield. Yeah. You go there and you type in What the Fuck with Mark Marin, and they'll give you some sort of discount. What are you looking up? I don't know. Just trying to see if shipping... Just trying to see if shipping. <laughs> if shipping. Do you ship Mac Weldon and MeUndies? No, they, they ship anywhere within the United States and Canada. And Adelaide, South Australia, is in, not in either of those places. What Adelaide. about MeUndies? I just want to know if I can buy some pod underpants. You're just desperately trying to buy new underwear. Oh, that, um, that shirt you designed on Redbubble, can you get that in underwear? Can you get that in underwear? Yeah, I don't, can you I, get that printed across your dick? I don't think Redbubble do underwear. Well, maybe they should. Maybe they should. Hey, Redbubble, if you're out there, we would like to release a range of Pugs in the Key of Springfield underpants. Yeah. With uh, all of our popular catchphrases on there. Like uh, Wiz and Wazzle and... Uh, I'm going to fuck this if, chili dog. And uh, what if Lisa dot, 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 had a rival? Oh, I didn't say Wiz and Wazzle on the last episode. Oh, that's because I picked up my guitar and started singing straight away. Yeah, I just forgot about yeah. that being a thing that we do yeah, on this, Pods in the Key of Springfield. Pods in the Key of Springfield. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think me undo ship to Australia either. I feel like Australia's podcasting world needs to really up their underpant game. Yeah, well, we've got like koala mattresses. That's about it. That's what yeah, we can you, advertise. You or like fucking Clive Palmer. Those are your options for oh, advertising. Go, wait, hey, Clive Palmer, go and eat your own shit, you fucking cunt. Wait, are there <laughs> podcasts that advertise Clive Palmer? I think it's like... A, yeah, some podcasts have like native advertising that just gets added in. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, I think there was a bunch of Clive Palmer ads. Cool. Yeah. I would be having strong words with my network if that was happening on my yeah. podcast. Yeah, there was a Clive. Pa- oh, by the way, uh, uh, to contextualise for anyone overseas or for any particularly disenfranchised Australian, he's a local cunt. He, yeah, he's yeah. a he's a politician who's a fuckwit. Yeah. Um. Uh, but um, he was doing. He, he's bought a heap of pre-roll ads on YouTube things. Yes, he has. There was a video the other day. James, the pre-roll ad was a 26-minute speech. Really? Yeah. And, like, obviously, I hit skip ad because doing otherwise would be insane. But you know how it normally gives you the countdown? So you go, oh, well, if the ad's only 15 seconds long yeah, and I like the content creator, then maybe I won't skip because they get the revenue if the ad plays fully. Sure. 25-minute pre-roll. That's insane. So you skipped over it and you watched the Fraser Anning speech you wanted to watch. <laughs> Sorry, it's Nick in no way endorses Fraser Anning and probably wishes that a dog was shit on him. 
Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. It seems a bit harsh that the dog has to get that close. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Lisa thoughts. Uh, uh, that's not how you conjugate that word. Um, <laughs> Lisa's thought and thing of I like to smell my lunch. That's delivered. I know I've skipped a long way ahead. I just didn't want to talk it's like about halfway through the episode. I didn't want to talk about politics anymore. Um, uh, so you just don't do your first night? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's because no one is interested in my underpants is the first note, but I crossed that out. Okay. Uh, it's played as a... It's meant to be a weird line. Like, oh, I just like to smell my lunch. But Who doesn't like to smell their lunch, though? If you're eating something that doesn't smell nice, eat something different, yeah. bro. Yeah, dog. Girl? Uh, yeah, like uh, scent is one of the important parts of the food experience. Scent is one of the important parts. I said scent. Scent? Yeah, you know, like having scents to buy the food with. Oh, like dollars. Yeah. Like the subset of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Cool. Well, at least having the scents to eat because you're meant to do it every day. Were you? Did you mean 50 cent is an important part of a balanced lunch? In the word scent, with the S and the C, which one is silent? Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. In the following word, which the letters are silent? <laughs> Is that just an onomatopoeia pop? No, it was just me. I, w- I wanted to move my mouth in the way that looked like I was saying a word to imply that, in fact, all of the letters were silent <laughs> in this silent word. Okay, yeah, that's going to play well <laughs> yeah, audio on an audio medium. But in, in so doing, my lips made a little pop sound. Right at the start here, we find out Marge just wants a bit of fucking peace and quiet. A little bit of P&Q. Just wants everyone to fucking shut up for a moment already. <laughs> so she gives her camera to Homer, who destroys it. She says, I sacrificed a very expensive camera to get some peace and quiet. Is her marriage just like a nightmare at this point? She's having sex fantasies on the couch. And in her sex fantasies, she's subconsciously coding her own lover as gay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and you know then it gets interrupted by Lisa she's just Marge is miserable off to the side in this episode meanwhile her husband rather than uh, uh, using his uh, abilities to to you know get the job done for Marge he's instead tooling around with a camera yeah what I don't know (laughs) I'm just saying that in the like if if she's if she wants to you know get her biscuits (laughs) Get her biscuits. A phrase that no- That's what you've always called it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If she wants to get her biscuits done, then... That's your Tinder profile, just looking to get some biscuits. <laughs> oh, God. If she, you know, if I'm she... Just wa- some milk arrowroot looking for my scotch finger. <laughs> what? Who's Mel Galarouge? No, what's the milk arrowroot? That's like oh, one of those milk arrowroot. Fuck! I thought you <laughs> yeah, said there's Mel Garrowroot. I thought you said I'm just Mel Garrowroot looking for a Scotch finger, and I was like, that is such a specific <laughs> fake Tinder profile. <laughs> Mel Garrowroot. Hi boys, Mel Garrowroot here. Ah, which one of you is going to be my chockback Scotch finger? <laughs> <laughs> Even the phrase Scotch finger. Yeah, I wish I'd gone with a different biscuit. Oh, you wish you'd immediately. Gone, you wish you'd gone with a TikTok. Immediately, I'm like, this is a loaded biscuit. Could have gone with a. Oh, I went 
bonkers the other day trying to think of a biscuit which was discontinued and it took me was it the quattro so, no it wasn't the quattro i missed the quattro that, that was, was a good so, biscuit that was something that came up in my searches when i was looking for it but do you remember this biscuit that was um uh, uh all these patty, patty special sauce <laughs> lettuce cheese pickles onions sesame seed bun Two. No. It was a it was an Arnott's biscuit. It has since been discontinued. It was a um, kind of medium to dark brown uh, circle boy with a big blob of pink icing in the middle. And when mm. I tried to explain that to my mum, she said, Oh, do you mean TikToks? I'm like, Mum, TikToks don't have a pink icing in the middle. They have pink, white, or yellow icing and it extends all the way to the end of the circle. So it's a big circle boy with a glob in the middle. Big circle boy with a glob in the middle. Doesn't ring a bell. It drove me Bananas trying to think about it. It was the Arnott's Coffee Scroll. Oh, what the fuck is that? That looks delicious. I know. They were so good. And I really want one, basically. Huh. <laughs> but they've been discontinued for a long time. I think there's a, there's a couple of what look like taste-alike re- recipes. Oh, like a homebrew version. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a homebrew version. So I might... Uh, I don't know. Am, am I going to do that for an Eat My Shorts? <laughs> Can we justify wouldn't, it? Wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> We're, oh, I suppose this episode does contain sugar. Oh, sugar, honey, honey. Sugar would be an element in biscuit. Yeah. By the way, um, just for the record, you are my candy girl and you've got me wanting you. Uh, uh, is your name Mel Garouche? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you super liked me. <laughs> you said you were looking for a TikTok. Oh, Goodness gracious me. Ah, so... In, in Monte Carlo? On a, on a Monte Carlo. Oh, I see. Yeah. You, I really, like... you really want to make Delta cream. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking hell. Got halfway through that juggling. Should I be making this? I don't know. Oh, James, she's a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this, this episode of Simpsons... This, this rug that I've put down on the table... That is not staying here for future recordings, by the way. It is... It, it, like, Why, you think this rock is having some sort of impact on the recording? No, I don't think it's that. I think that because this is like a vintage pure wool rug, it's got mm. that vintage pure wool roughness to it. And it's not as aesthetically pleasing on my elbow. Not aesthetic's the wrong word. <laughs> it's not as tactilically pleasing on <laughs> tactilically my pleasing on my elbows as, <coughs> as the towels that we tend to use. I understand. You prefer towels to a nice tartan... Throw pillow. No, not a throw pillow. A throw rug. Throw rug. Throw rug. Throw rug. Okay, so this episode of The Simpsons. So, look, we get we get into the classroom, and we meet Allison. <coughs> We're not even on the nog yet. By and the way. Allison is Lisa's little rival, a little rival pal. Allison Bree. Yes, Allison Bree. She says a bunch of stuff about Columbus or whatever the fuck, and Hoover says, "Yowie." I found that I've been using the word yaoi a lot lately. That's interesting. Yeah. In terms of the little chocolate boys or in terms no, of... No, just like... like just since we did that episode of the Simpsons Index, I'm like, yeah, yaoi, that's fun. Yaoi, it is good. Because sometimes I use like yowza in a sort of like ironic way, but yaoi, I feel like there's a bit more of a... I like it. It's a good term. Yeah, that is... It, it's it's nice. I find it nice to bring back some of those quaint terms. Yeah. I mean, you, you were the one that enlightened me on dingus. Dingus. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I absolutely drove Chungus into the ground. <laughs> and then I was, did I message you the word Yowie early today or did I message Yowza? Because you sent me a message, you were in line to like vote in the election. Um, I'm going to double check what that was. Yowza! Fraud! Okay. 
double exclamation mark. Okay, use the yowza. Okay. Yeah. Because because in, in that you weren't, um, in, in the particular scenario that I put forward, you weren't uh, on board with the scenario. So you weren't being like, yeah, we, how good is this? I approve. You were being like, yowza, ooh, no oh, thanks. Oh, yowza. Oh, I don't approve them for like. Oh, then. Um, uh, so I think that's the difference. I think that's the yowie yowza divide. <laughs> Should we talk about all the sugar in this episode? Yes. Yeah. Because I was laughing a lot at the sugar on a basic conceptual level. The whole the whole plot line with Homer getting a bunch of sugar I, and then there's sugar everywhere. I seem to recall you saying on the index that the Sugarman B plot is your favourite storyline in all fictional content. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's up there. I don't know if it's... Uh, I mean, I don't know that it's as good as, like, you know, Infinite Jest, but it's pretty good. Infinite Jest. Yeah. Was that the second Batman video game in the PlayStation 3 era? What? No, that was Arkham City. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> you just thinking of the Joker in your... Uh, maybe, yeah. Oh, no, I, I actually think I was getting the Batman game confused with the Duke Nukem game and then there's a cave that's covered in boobs and I thought infinite chest and then I worked backwards <laughs> to try and figure out what game that was in. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that makes any sense. Uh, you were thinking about Duke Nukem in a cave full of boobs and that led you to Batman? Because I couldn't remember. I didn't realise it was the Duke Nukem game and I was like, it's a weird turn for a Batman game to take. You didn't play fucking Duke Nukem forever, did you? I watched bits of it being played. Oh, okay. In my you house. watched a Let's Play? Or? No, no, no. There was someone in my house that was Ooh, playing Oh, okay. It. Okay. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like a fun afternoon. I mean, I didn't enjoy watching them play the game. If it's in a constellation, they didn't enjoy playing the game by the look of it. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. Like this, I've always found this, this whole sugar thing very funny. At one point, when they're eating the... Um, when they're eating dinner, it's just like a mushy bowl of brown sugar. Mm. I just start laughing at dangerous. It's just sugar. They're just eating sugar. The, the, it's the, all just sugar, Nick. The joy that you got out of it was so innocent and pure. I really... It was all it, much more pure than the sugar itself, which is full of nails and broken <laughs> Blasting glass. caps. Um, yeah, what is a blasting cap, by the way? Because I've never understood if, if that's like a car part because it has wires coming off it or if it's meant to be like a cap gun thing. I think it's meant to be... I think it's part of a car. It's a blasting cap in the sugar. <laughs> Joy. This plot is such a slam dunk all the way through. Oh, am I going door to door selling sugar? He just has this big sack of sugar, and he's scooping it into his own mouth. A big leaking sack. Oh of my sugar. god! What a what a perfect perfect plot line. And I do enjoy the um, the sequel to this episode. You know, the one where Homer gets di- diagnosed with type two diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. We all learnt. We all learned a valuable lesson about mm. the importance of cartoons. Mm. Mm. Insulin's rival, I believe that episode's called. Insulin's rival? I believe so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, we go into a bit of a debate at... Uh, Did we? <laughs> at one point. First of all, this is all relevant to our earlier discussion about sugar and coffee and how it's bad, but I'm going to skip over that to get to the, the scene with the saxophone. That conversation the... wasn't recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but we go into a... Um, we're watching that scene where... Lisa and Allison are both trying out for first chair. I've got a case of the giggles now. This is bad. You're still laughing about the sugar. I am. <laughs> he just 
Saints have been winning. This episode is going to be fucking unlistenable. I'm drinking a no sugar Coke right now. It's great. Texas tea. Sweetener. Very good. So there's a scene where Lisa and Allison, they're both trying out for first chair and uh, they're playing their little hearts out and then Lisa collapses onto the stage. And we got into a bit of, we got into a bit of a discussion about this scene where Lisa wakes up twice. Yeah. And you said you didn't like it. I don't like, look, I like the, um, shall we say, uh, fuck, not maneuver. What's the word? I, I like the device sure. of Lika. Uh, Lika. <laughs> Jesus. I like the device of Lisa waking up and passing out again. I'm fine mm. with that. I just don't like Largo's sudden tone turn. Okay. In No, Alison won first chair. And believe me, this is not a dream. I just think, like, obviously that was a very poor impression of the tone turn, but I don't like the tone turn. You I don't, don't like, like the it. tone turn. I don't like his tone. I don't like Tommy two-tone over there. Okay. I've never had an issue with it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. What's the right way to end that gag otherwise? I think it has to be... Um, even the same line just delivered differently. I would prefer, like, you know, no, Alison got first chair. And trust me, this isn't a dream. As opposed to, and this is not a dream. It's a bit too Andy Dick for me. A bit too Andy Dick. It's a little bit too Just Shoot Me. Remember that show over the 90s? I remember Just Shoot Me. It's a little bit too Just Shoot Me. It's a little bit too David Spade. <laughs> too David a little Spade. bit too Jim Carrier's Dr. Robotnik Eggman. <laughs> Whereas I'd like it to be a little bit more like Will Smith as the genie in Aladdin. Uh, as in... Yeah. <laughs> Prince Ali, uh, meow. <laughs> you wanted to be more like Will Smith as a genie. Completely lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Completely lackluster and energyless. And believe me, this is not a dream. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> See, I had a, I had an experience, I think it was last week, where something very similar to this happened to me. You passed out twice. I had a dream. While, while, um, while auditioning for a primary school saxophone... <laughs> Competition. I mean, that's that happens to me about once a year. <laughs> I um, I had a dream. One day you'll graduate, babe. And it was like I don't, I don't fully remember the dream. It was like a bad dream. But then I woke up, and I explained the dream to my girlfriend. I told her about the dream, and then I woke up again and realized that had been a dream. Oh, bonkers! <laughs> and then I told her about that. I'm like, but am I still dreaming? <laughs> I don't know. What my grip on reality is slipping away. Interesting. So I appreciate this, you know, dream with you know. And it's like we are like the dreamer who dreams oh, and lives inside the dream, but who is the dreamer? We are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream. Of course, that's why you like it. No, it's because of this other thing. And then Jade Largo, or whatever their name is. Um, uh, hang on, I was going to say, I had a. I know that the most boring thing in the world is hearing about other people's dreams, but I had a dream that ended with me like playing bass. For the Ramones. <laughs> and, but I was like, not, it wasn't me. Which, which bass were you playing? It wasn't on third. It wasn't. And who was on first? <laughs> <laughs> 
it wasn't me like looking out over the crowd. I was up in the balcony, yeah, looking down at a huge auditorium where I was performing in front of like fifteen thousand people. Okay, playing bass for Blitzkrieg Bop, and then I woke up, legitimately woke up, and went. But I don't like the. You remotes. don't like Blitzkrieg Bop, do you? I don't, no, Blitzkrieg Bop. Blitzkrieg Bop. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to one night one. Ho, ho. Let's go. <laughs> Just doesn't seem like your kind of song. Uh, no, it doesn't. And it's weird because there are a few bands I like who have been dubbed. "Quote unquote Ramones core," as Ramones in core. as in their stuff is just very no nonsense, three chords, all down jokes. Um, like you know, the first couple of Murder Burgers albums are often described as Ramones core. Sure, I like that. Don't like the Ramones. <laughs> uh, why did Ralph turn? Ralph turn? Oh, because towards the beginning of the episode, he was asking Lisa. Oh, Lisa, tell me about the stuff. Yep. And then later he. Well, it's nothing to do with Lisa. We had a bit of a Ralph discussion at the end of this episode. I guess we could repeat again uh, verbatim. Yeah, okay. This podcast. I don't remember anything. Should I play the tape back? Were you recording our non-recorded discussions? Of course I was. I always am, just in case. All right, well, let's go to the tape. All right. Uh, Hey, Nick, it's me, James. Uh, What did you think of that Ralph gag? Well, I'm Nick, and I didn't like it personally. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. How did it go from there? I don't sound like that. (laughs) Well, I believe, look, it was, you said, you, I mean, you didn't like it because you, you're you just sick of Ralph. You said, you said, you're sick of Ralph. Uh, they said, oh, I'm Nick and I'm sick of Ralph. I just don't find him very funny. I don't like the gag with him. And I believe that I said, I only really like Ralph if the episode is about Ralph it, and there is room to develop him as a character. Because otherwise the joke is just, this boy is stupid. And that's not like a funny thing, really. It wasn't this particular turn that made me not like Ralph. It was all the non-sequiturs that we get throughout the episode of my cat's name is Mittens and my cat's breath smells mm. like cat food. I'm over all of that stuff. Um, I yeah. Don't know, I, don't I like, I love the episode where he falls in love with Lisa. And I quite like the episode later on where Bart befriends him. Sure. Those are good Ralph episodes. I like them because they give Ralph a little bit of agency. They make him a real character. He's not just, you know, a little kid who says dumb shit. Yep. Speaking of agency, Millhouse is being chased by the FBI. Yes, I enjoy that a great deal. That is excellent fun. I like oh. it when they see him and they say, try to take him alive. I like the implication oh. that Millhouse might be killed. And then later on, when he gets kicked out of the the dam. He jumps he, out of the dam. Uh, sorry, jumps out of the dam. Because he's the fugitive. And then, I don't care. And then when he lands, you hear him go, ow, my glasses. <laughs> and Very Melhouse. Yeah. And, but then when you see him later on at Diorama Rama, he's got broken glasses that are taped back together. <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that before. And I was a, a nice touch. I was a big fan of it. Ah, poor little Melhouse. I feel like the first two episodes of this season really lean in hard on being ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, I mean, coming apart back from, to the... Apart from the Sugarman B-plot, which is, of course, fact. Yeah. Based on Based on the live. documentary Searching for Sugarman. Searching for Sugarman. Yeah. Is that the one where Werner Herzog gets eaten by a bear? No. Okay. That's Searching for Grizzlyman. Oh, gr- gr- Grizzlyman. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, the guy hiding in the pile of sugar, I like him. He's a nice, sensible character. And I'll do it again, too. Yeah. I nicked it. When you let your guard down for a split second, I do it again. Hey, Nick. What if the entire podcast was just us quoting funny lines from The Simpsons? Oh, like every other Simpsons podcast. I mean, don't come in that spicy. <laughs> I said it out loud. Fuck. Um, I, sorry, I'm just going to check my uh, my Bitcoin. <laughs> slash, 
like crypto because yeah that's better that's funny <laughs> it's been a while since i've checked in it's been and, a while. but apparently bitcoin's turned up recently now did you notice after homer says he found five dollars at the bus stop while selling sugar mm. marge says you lost forty dollars by not going to work yeah does homer only make forty dollars a day i don't know was that better in 1990 it would have to be a lot better though right yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, how much did a Big Mac cost in... in $25. Yeah, right. So you're only getting, like... You're getting less than two Big Macs a day. I mean, does this mean he's making $200 a week as a safety inspector in the mid-90s? Yeah, that... $200 is- US. Like, even by the most generous of, like, currency conversions and inflation, that's, like, what, maybe $700? It does seem harsh, doesn't it? Yeah. And well, that's being very, very generous. It is $30 at the moment, Ooh. my my Bitcoin. Ooh, how much did you put into it? 175 <laughs> 75 Yeah. Whew. It's, uh, it's not going well. <laughs> the, um, the scene where Homer goes to Skin Dog's house and he tries to sell him some sugar and you just hear the faint muffling of his mum inside. Perfect sound design. Wonderful. Love it. Excellent and he's stuff. selling sugar door to door. It's so crazy. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine if Sugar Bit Real. Imagine all the people. Now, something that I don't remember whether or not we did it on the index, because of course this is the, we get the anagram game. Yes. You've written some anagrams as well, have you? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, did I, did, did we go through anagrams on the index? Because I've got four of my favorite anagrams from Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I've got just the one for Jeremy Irons, but I've also, like, my favorite celebrity anagram is oh, okay. of course I believe I did mention this on the index but my favorite celebrity anagram is the fact that Clint Eastwood is an anagram for Old West Action that is good yes yep. yes, yes, yes yes that is very nice yes have I talked about the I went through a huge anagram phase of doing my my <laughs> name my name um, and names of friends of mine oh my god one of <laughs> One of my friends has an anagram. You should which... put that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> Went through anagram phase. <laughs> Lucky for Scotch finger. One of my friends, ha- my name's Marsha Gajujbush, or whatever we said it was before. Uh, one of my friends has an anagram, Bra for 10 Men, which I enjoy. That's good. Uh, and then my name, my full name can anagram to <laughs> which is just kind of... Giving like away a lot of information about your name then. Whimsical Nick. and nice. Nah, yeah, it's probably fine. You can do the hardest. Uh, no, I cut that out. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Oh, that's uh, including your middle name as well, is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> Jersey Minor. Jersey Minor. These are these are Jeremy Irons. Okay. Um, Mr. Yes Rejoin. Yep. Uh, Mr. Joey Siren, which just sounds like a... <laughs> hey, Mr. Joey Siren. Hey, Mr. Joey Siren. I'm wailing over here. Um, Waylon Smithers, that is. And Enjoys Rimmer. I got Enjoys Rim. Oh, Enjoyer's Rim. Yeah, Enjoyer's Rim. Yeah, yeah, nice. W- wouldn't Rim Enjoyer's make more sense? <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> but I like to imagine an Enjoyer having a Rim. <laughs> I guess Rim Enjoyer's is obviously better. <laughs> My own name, just the first and last name, I got uh, Majors once? No. <laughs> Very good. Oh, wait, hang on. What about... 
Okay, I'm just going to quickly go back and do an anagram hunt. We can, you can either keep talking or you, we can just Let's sit see. here in silence for a bit. Some of my other notes here. The man in the sugar is my son. <laughs> I consider him to be my son. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought that was another anagram. <laughs> now, bees. There are some bees in this episode. Bees. Are bees the funniest insect? Oh. Is there a funnier insect than a bee? I don't think there is. I think bees are inherently the funniest insect. I think between this and like Arrested Development and this game that I play with my friend V sometimes where we change the lyrics of songs so they're about bees, I think bees are the funniest insect. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I can get on board with that. Have you got any examples to hand about songs that you and V have changed to be about bees? Like, I'm not going to come up with anything as good on the spot as what we've come up with when we're like in the club on the dance floor just changing every song so that it's about bees. Why is it done in the club on the dance floor? That because seems... that's where all the music is. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I just can't imagine you being a dance floor man. Oh, I've been on the dance floor. What oh, are you no. looking up again? Anagrams? Uh, I wanted to get anagrams for pods in the Kia Springfield, <laughs> but it's too long by one letter. So I'm going to make it pod in the Kia Springfield. Did you notice that Yardley Smith, as little Lisa, little Lisa Lionheart, mm-hmm. she pronounces... She pronounces this popular phrase as coupe de grâce. Mm. I would say, or coup de grâce, I suppose she says, because mm. I would say coup de gras. Coup de gras, I'd say coup de gras. Yeah. I have a feeling, though, that... Um, whew, uh, yeah, not sure. French words, Americans in the early 90s. I, it doesn't surprise me that they would... Not, mm. um, not, not follow the the prince. The, sure, the the French, and we of course have mastered the French language. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Here are some anagrams of Pod in the Key of Springfield. Deed stiffening hook Ripley. Deed stiffening hook Ripley. Hook Ripley. Um. Oh, these are all just starting with deed. <laughs> That's weird. Um. Uh. Uh, hippery slink to deed. Sorry, not hippery. <laughs> Hippie slink to deed offering. Okay. Um, high <laughs> lippy knots deed offering. I'm gonna find one high that- lippy knots deed offering. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to. These all start with deed, so I'm trying to mix them up in a way that is not just starting with deed. Have you ever seen that thing that goes around online sometimes about how, you know, people talk about the sentence, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and how that contains every letter? Yeah. But like, what is it? Like Sphinx of Onyx, hear my vow, also contains every letter. So why are we not writing that yeah. instead? Maybe it's not Sphinx of Onyx because it's not cute. Uh, something, I think Quartz maybe. Maybe. Sphinx of Quartz, hear my vow. Is that it? Does that have everything? I don't know. Let me have a script. <laughs> oh, Sphinx. Of quartz, uh, hear my vow. Sphinx of black quartz, judge, uh, judge my vow. That's better. Yep. Yeah. All right. So these are called. I say better, but you know, like correct. That's the that a, actually does contain everything. A pangram is a sentence using every letter of a given alphabet at least once. Oh, a pangram. A pangram. So let's look at some short pangrams, shall we? This is on the Wikipedia thing. Okay, so, in this uh, podcast episode about Lisa's rival. Jive. I guess it's kind of relevant. It's vaguely related to the yeah. pangram. Which Genuine we're, class. We're playing the pang- pangram game. 
Jived fox nymph grabs quick waltz. It doesn't feel like a sentence. That's a nightmare. I hate that. Glib jocks quiz nymph to vex dwarf. Why are they all their nymphs? <laughs> Sphinx of black quartz judge my vow. Yep. How vexingly quick daft zebras jump. Oh, that's pretty good. The five boxing wizards <laughs> jump quickly. I really enjoy that one. <laughs> Why are the boxing wizards being tested on their jumping abilities? Pack my box with five dozen liquor jugs. Uh, Nick, this is a family podcast. Same. <laughs> um, uh-huh. A perfect pangram contains every letter of the alphabet only once and can be considered an anagram of the alphabet. The only perfect pangrams that are known either use abbreviations such as Mr. Jock, TV Quiz, PhD, Bags, Few, Links... That's bad. Or use words to obscure that the phrase is hard to understand, such as... Oh, God. (laughs) So it starts with CWM, which is a loan word from the Welsh language. So, quim fjord bank glyphs vexed quiz. Okay. Jesus. And vexed, V-E-X-T, is an uncommon way of spelling V-E-X-E-D. Self-enumerating pangrams. What are these? A self-enumerating pangram is a pangrammatic autogram or a sentence that inventories its own letters, each of which occurs at least once. Oh, so so like this. Here we go. Uh, this pangram contains four A's, one B, two C's, one D, three E's, six F's, five G's, seven H's. So you see, in the course of spelling out the entire... In the course of spelling out the entire sentence, it's counting how many letters it has. But by counting how many letters it has, it changes how many letters it has. That's actually that's actually quite interesting. Nick, I hate this. Pa- pa- <laughs> pangrams in literature. So the pangram, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, and I'm the search sorry. for a shorter pangram are the cornerstone of the plot of the novel Ella Minnow P. Oh, as in LMP. That's funny. By Mark Dunn. Well, look, he gone and done it. The search successfully comes to an end with the phrase, pack my box with five dozen liquor jugs, as a shorter pangram than the quick brown fox comes to the lazy brown dog. Uh, uh, I said brown one too many times. Um, well, I think that's been a pretty um, enlightening and informative episode of Pangrams in the Key of Springfield. <laughs> so, if you don't mind, I'll just pack up my things and... <laughs> I'll be off. Well, you're going to pack up your fire bottles or whatever the fuck and <laughs> shove them up your ass. Is that what that sentence was about? Pack my box with five liquor jugs. <laughs> what are you, a Welsh songstress? <laughs> what, like old mate from Catatonia? Sure. Because you and I know it's all over the front page. Pack my box with liquor jugs. Bunch of bees. Uh, I really like the bee guys. The guys who want the bees back. Oh. One is doing like an Adam West impression for some reason. The other one is just really calm and collected. And I would watch an entire series of their hijinks. The very timid bee guy. Yeah. I love that guy. To the to the, to the bee mobile. Do you mean your Chevy? <laughs> I really enjoy timid bee guy. Ah, quite ingenious, Simpson. You've lured our bees away with your mound of, of sugar, and you now intend to sell them back to us at an inflated rate. There's another words. But, but it's the so good. And right. I, the other guy just being like an Adam West character for some reason. B-ing. B-a. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. I really like the line uh, when, when Bart is trying to get revenge on Allison and he keeps 
coming up with plans that involve splashing water on her. Yes. Leaving us relatively dry, relatively, well, there's bound to be some splashback. That is definitely a Simpsons has ruined my life line. Yes. And that I use the phrase, well, there's bound to be some splashback all the time for everything. Yeah, I mean, especially... To the I... immense irritation and tedium of those around me. Especially when I ask you to pack my box with five liquor jugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes. I'm talking about a cardboard box. What are you talking about, James? Yeah, that's what you call it. Your cardboard box. <laughs> Boys love candy. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't Boys know what this is anymore. Boys love cardboard. <laughs> now, the diorama at the end. There's a whole diorama-rama. It's all building up to diorama-rama. The, the replacement one for Allison's. Instead of the little ticking... Do you reckon the Heaven's Gate cult was like one Simpsons fan away from being called Diorama? <laughs> I have a book about Heaven's Gate at home. Maybe I'll read in... Uh, read it? I? Yeah. I found what it. What about Boulder's Gate? <laughs> what, the old 90s video game series? Wasn't that... Uh, the <laughs> Is that a thing? Wasn't that the second Abe's Odyssey? Abe's Odyssey, Boulder's Gate? No. It was oh. Abe's Exodus, followed by Munch's Odyssey, and then... Uh, what was it, Stranger's Wrath? And now there's a new one coming out next year. Earthworm Jim? There is a new Earthworm Jim coming, actually. Really? Yeah, but it's going like to one of those, like, somebody's making like one of those retro console things, but it'll have like new games on it. Huh. But Dave Perry, who's one of the Earthworm Jim guys, is a bit of a fuckwit. Oh, uh, okay. One of those, like, you know, he keeps saying things like, ah, oh, that's not good. Ah, uh, like an edgelord. Ah, uh, worse... Whew, like, okay. more like alt-right than edgelord. Uh, that's not alright. Yeah. Well, it is alt-right. Whee. Yeah. Uh, look, the heart in the box is like a big heart in a box. I feel like you could make an argument for the artistic merit of that diorama. Uh, the, the cow's heart? Yeah. yeah for the right. telltale heart, because the telltale heart is about this guy who has killed someone else and hidden the body, and he hears the heart beating. Well, he's not done a very good job of killing them, has he? Yeah, it's a metaphor. What What do you mean? But isn't laying the heart out so transparently just in the box, like the real, isn't that really revealing what the t- tale is all about? Isn't it really about the human heart, Nick? Tale as old as time. Yeah. From Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> sure. Tale as old as time. <laughs> you know. How's heart in a box? Sometimes talking to you, Nick. It's like, you know, you throw a tennis ball at a wall and it bounces right back. Sometimes you just want to throw the tennis ball and just have it stick to the wall and not come straight back at you. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I understand the metaphor. But I really enjoy it. <laughs> is, what, is, is what you're saying is sometimes you want a reference to land without being spat back in your face? With some new level of bullshit applied to it. <laughs> so, Nick, what's your co-hosting strategy for Pods in the Key of Springfield? Well, James says very sensible things, and then I take the most minor level of wordplay and question him <laughs> on a different topic. Uh, the uh, the box of Star Wars action figures at the end of this episode that Ralph has. Yeah. Is that a good enough excuse for us to cover Star Wars at some point on this podcast? Because I keep telling you we should watch Star Wars. People will listen to that episode. People like Star Wars. I'm concerned because it's become a point of personal pride that I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, but you should dissuade yourself of that pride. But I honestly... Mate... You have to let the past die. Mate, there is so little pride that I'm hanging on to. Please let me hang on to this. You work as a lawyer. 
Well, yeah, I have professional, <laughs> I have professional pride, yeah. just not personal pride. Uh, or Puma Pride, for that matter. You have this podcast, your uh, beloved podcast. Yeah, the podcast is pretty good. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, it's reached a point now where it's like, is it better for me as a 32-year-old to just not see Star Wars until I die? <laughs> I don't know. In a few months' time? I like Star Wars. I think it's good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm putting that on the short list. You can veto it when, we get, when the time comes. I mean, I mean, you've vetoed my most recent suggestion for um, 22 Flims. What was it? The Muppets Take Manhattan? No, no, no. It was the one where we just watched the Simpsons movie <laughs> on a loop for 24 hours and every hour we record for five minutes while the movie's playing in the background. I definitely feel like you would have a harder time with that than I would. I would hate it so much and you, I kind of want to do you it. You would be angry 15 minutes in. Yeah, I know. I think like, inconsolably angry. I, I think that's why you don't want to do it. It's more out of a regard for your personal safety more than anything else. Because <laughs> I'm not a violent person, but after two run-throughs simultaneously of the Simpsons movie in after a row... After 20 minutes of that movie, uh, you're in a bit of a mood. I'm absolutely catatonic. I've got road rage. Oh, I threw a pen. So this episode ends with Lisa declaring that she and Allison are best friends, and then we never really see Allison again. We never see her again. Like, I think she pops up here and there, but because I forget who the voice actor is on this, but you know, somebody famous. I think it's because she went on to become uh, a pretty famous author, Brett Easton Allison. <laughs> That's what you went with, Brett Easton Allison. I don't know why I said any of that. <laughs> You picked controversial shithead author Braxton oh, Ellis. You see his shit. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize he was a shit person. Also, I like that the way you said... keeps railing his millennials. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know any of that. I also enjoyed the way that you said it. It sounded like Bretty Stanellis. Hey, this... like what Allison is he going to pick? Is it going to be like Allison Pill? Allison Lohman? No, he picked Bretty Stanellis. British and Allison. Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. I know, and I just want to point out, I'm not even drunk. Like, no. I, I'm just very silly. We've today. had one beer. One. That's all it takes. Now. And I did drink some wine out of a bottle before, but I'm you not did. drunk. <laughs> Sweet it down. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. It's just me laughing the whole time because oh, of the sugar. Here's a question. What basketball court has a hatch? Like, a Le- ha- Oh yeah. Yeah, Lisa hides the telltale heart in a hatch. I feel like a hatch is a tripping hazard for a basketball court. I would court. think so. You don't really need to get under a basketball court very often. I don't think so. Hmm. So that's my question. Huh, interesting. Well, if anyone knows the answer, they can write in at pleasantlykeeverspringfield at gmail.com and let us know they certainly why can. there might be a hatch under a basketball court. Please. Otherwise, you can contact us on Twitter at Key Springfield. We're on Facebook. Just search for our name. Whatever. We're there somewhere. Uh, are we good for this week? Have we done everything? Uh, yep, I'm just going to get something ready. Okay, fantastic. Well, should I say my little thing? Uh, your your Wooza Wuzzle. Wooza. Oh, hang on. Ooh, I can stretch it out. Oh, God. I, I'm, gonna, I'm about to go pick up my guitar as well. Wuzzle. Your guitar's right there. Yeah, I know, but I need to pick it up. Okay. Uh... What are you going to play this time? Sharp minors, right? Taylor's oldest time, true as it.
it can be barely even friends then somebody bends unexpectedly just a little change small to say the least both a little scared neither one prepared beauty and the beast in springfield oh the, the fizz was good oh, again that fizz on this coke with no sugar Low in sugar, so I can slam it down fast. <laughs> I had fizz, apparently. What did you say that about? Yes. Oh, that's we, we were trying to decide what beer to get at a pub, mm. and I said something like, "Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna have to drink it relatively quickly, because we were going to see a movie afterwards, yeah. uh, if we're going to have to drink it relatively quickly, then I'd prefer Cooper's Pale over some more exotic beers." Mm. And he said, "Ah, yes, lower fizz, so you can slam it down fast," which I enjoyed. Mm. As a riff. And then I've said it a second time, it's only grown in your estimation as a reference slash joke. I think it's gone down, but when the rule of threes comes back, it'll make it it'll make it good. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Can I naturally work that in somewhere? We'll see. How much liquid chat are we going to be doing today? Mate, <laughs> you just wait and see. Well, we've already covered solids and gases in previous episodes, so yeah. Yeah. We'd be coming up on episode 69. That's coming up fairly soon. Fuck. Oh, wait. Should oh, we project forward to see what episode of The Simpsons that's going to be? Uh, well, let it be a surprise. All right. <laughs> <laughs>